I'm sorry. Hello, this is Carl Renneman with Michael. Um, if one mission, one purpose. Um, let's welcome Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well, Carl. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. So tell me some things about you, and then uh, let's get into your story of uh, you do. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I'm 68 years old, so there's a lot to tell. Okay. Uh, but I'll try to keep it short and, you know, relevant to uh, your listening audience. Um, I'm originally from Ohio. I'm a first generation American on my mother's side. She is, uh, she was German and uh, my father was born and raised in Ohio. And they met uh, after the war, 1953, in Germany. He was in the army, and uh, I was the first result of that uh, that marriage. I'm the oldest of three, and uh, I am retired from the uh, from the steel industry. I uh, I work for uh, a company that started out as Cyclops, Universal Cyclops and uh, was merged with Armco, then merged with AK Steel, and today is called Cliffs, uh, Cleveland Cliffs. But I retired in 2003 and moved to San Diego. So while I was, uh, while I was at that steel mill back in Ohio for 30 years, I went to school part-time, and I earned uh, my associate's degree, then my bachelor's degree, and then my master's degree, and then retired and thought, okay, I've had enough of these winters and uh, moved to San Diego where my son was stationed in the Marines. And uh, out here, I was a plant manager for a steel, steel company for a little while. And I've been working mostly in education as a director of several campuses and such, college campuses. And now I'm kind of semi-retired. I... Um, I teach part-time for a small private university out here, and uh, I write some scripts for online uh, master's programs for the University of Arizona. I work for a company here in San Diego that develops those classes, and I have a website called familystories.store. So, uh, so retirement isn't always just sitting around reading a book and drinking a glass of wine on the balcony. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, um, are you, are you working on any projects right now, or I am? Uh, so, I'm teaching two classes right now at the university: uh, personal finance class, which I really enjoy teaching personal finance, and uh, another one is multicultural uh, management techniques. Okay. And uh, for the project for for the University of Arizona. I'm working with a consultant uh, out of Israel, and uh, he's a consultant for manufacturing mostly around Europe and the Mideast and places. And uh, so I worked with him oh, his last fall. We finished up a project on, um, uh, what do you call it, um, constraints, the theory of constraints in manufacturing. And so right now we're working on a project uh, about increasing productivity. So uh, we're just getting that started. Can you talk about a little bit 
how people can become more productive. Oh. And like, and I realize that's a huge topic <laughs> to grasp, but um, I guess you, you just said that you um, teach financial, you know, financial literacy, and then also, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being productive. So is it possible you can talk a little bit about that and try to combine those? Ah, okay. So yes, you know, financial literacy is all about being productive and being diligent about managing uh, your money and where you're spending your your finances, your cash, and such, mm -hmm. and uh, and keeping track of everything. So it's just like just like a business. You know, your household finances just like a business. You have to track things. So in a business. They track uh, material flow through the manufacturing process. And sometimes you have a, a process like right here. So in the steel mill, you know, you would have the, the reduction mills, which really finishes up their projects quickly. And then it goes to the annealing lines. And the annealing lines take a long time to process a coil of steel. So that, that's what's considered a bottleneck. And you have to become more efficient with your scheduling to make sure that the annealing lines aren't uh, overwhelmed with product so they can okay. keep And um, not much different than, than the household, you know, uh, managing your funds, making sure the house is clean, you have food in the house, you know, um, just... You know, running a household isn't much different than a business. And that's exactly. one of the things I try to convince my students of. No, it's funny. I, uh, there's an ex or by the name of Dave Ramsey. Oh. Um, yeah. I know Dave talks about a lot about using cash and not so much like on credit cards. Uh, Cause I, I feel that we Americans have, have gotten into the, tendency of thinking debt is okay. Um, and a, a lot of times we'll go to the market and we'll be like, here, let me swipe out my credit card, you know? And I mean, that racks up a lot of debt. Um, and I guess that's why we're in a negative, you know, the, the United States is such an, a negative because we have gotten to that, that mindset. Yes, it's true. You know, it is so easy to pull out one of these pieces of plastic when you're at a store. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I uh, teach my students is that when you use cash for your everyday purchases, it's so much easier to see how quickly your money is disappearing. Uh, because like, when I get paid, I usually take out, say, $50 to, to last me two weeks. So that's my fun money when I'm out at, on the job. I'll go to a vending machine or go to the trolley stop and get a soda for lunch or something. Yeah. And uh, close to the end of that two weeks, you know, you're opening that wallet and there's less and less money in there. And then you start thinking, do I really need that soda today? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've actually, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to say that I have a, I have what they call impulse buying. 
if that oh. makes sense. I, I, I see something and I'm like, Hey, I gotta have that, you know? <laughs> um, or no, I mean, I, I also work at a fitness gym and oh. we have a ending machine and a lot of times I just don't want to take a lunch. I mean, I'll probably buy one of these. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just it's for me, it's really hard because, you know, I'm also I also see things online that I, I, I want to get as well, mm-hmm. like not just from Amazon, but just like these other like certain kind of businesses, if that makes sense. It does. And a lot of times they will take my money and it's not that I think it is. Uh Um, You're right. You're right. One of the things I was sharing with my students just last night was, you know, when you go into a store and people go to stores just to browse and and shop around, right? And they don't go to stores when they need something. They just go to stores to kill time and browse around and see what's for sale. Mm-hmm. And I told them, the next time you pick up a top or a skirt or a pair of pants off of a rack, you know, and you're looking at this and thinking, wow, this looks really nice. You know, I love the style. I like the design. Take a look at the price tag and then think, how many hours do I have to work to pay for this? Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to think of your, like you were saying earlier, you have to think. Think of yourself as a business. And the business you're running is you, Inc. I mean, if if you can't control your finances and if you can't control your business like you, Inc., then then you are going to go bankrupt. Um, There's a story in the Bible about um, three servants um, and they're, and they're, and they're both given talents and a master and the master goes away. Um, and, and they like one servant hides his talent. Okay. The other servant kind of multiplies it just a little bit. And the other one, uh, Masters, you know, multiplies it by a lot. And and the master comes um, and sees him after he gets back and he asks, what have you done with the money? And and the two servants said, we multiplied the money, but the last one didn't have much to show. And so basically... uh, the master casts the servant that didn't do anything with his money away, and and he and he blessed the other two servants. Ah, if that makes sense, it does. It um, does. and so we have, you know, it even talks about in the Bible that we have to multiply it, multiply our money because God's given us talents. He's given us all these things and he's going to come back and ask, what have you done? And if we can't show what we've done, Uh you know, it's, it's not going to look good for us. Yes. So, 
Yeah. And, and I think that's one of, the, one of the problems in the U.S. is like you mentioned a few moments ago, plastic has become so easy, credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you use a credit card, you're really not aware that this is actual money being spent. Yeah. And, uh, and so one of the things, another thing I teach my students is that the difference between the wealthy and the poor is how they view money. Okay. So a poor person, you know, they're working at a job and uh, they, they get their paycheck every two weeks. So let's just imagine oh, this, is, this is a wallet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So every two weeks, money flows into that wallet. And then over the next two weeks, money's flowing out, right? Yeah. They're buying food, they're paying rent, they're paying utilities, they're buying things they don't need, on and on and on. A mm-hmm. wealthy person, money flows into this wallet, and they look at that and say, how can I use that money to make more money? And uh, one of the first videos I show my students in finance class is a guy named Mr. Earl from New Jersey, and he's the same age as I am. And uh, so he started working in 1969 when, when minimum wage was $1.65 an hour, right? And today he has $500,000 invested and a home paid for and no debt. Wow. And he's never, ever made more than $20,000 a year in his whole life, his whole working career. That's awesome. So he's taking the money and he's actually investing it and putting it into good use. Yes. Figuring out how to use that money to make more money. That is awesome. Yeah. We know you're busy, but um, is there a a message that you want to share with the audience? Oh, okay. So, you know, pick up a book or get on the internet and study some finance stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You can start out with as little as $10. It's not hard to start. Yeah. Mr. Earl started with, uh, with just a few dollars here and there and uh, back mm-hmm. in the 1960s and then into the early 70s. Yeah. And, um, and then if you get raises over the years, you just start putting a little bit more in and a little bit more. Um uh, another thing, you know, I've got this business on the side and it's all about preserving family history. And so that, that has become my hobby in, uh, in retirement. So the, uh, the store is familystories.store and it's all about uh, a database that I created to, uh, here, to take old photo albums like this, mm. right? Wow. And, and digitize these photos and not only digitize the, the photos, but be able to type in a story about that photo, who the people are, what they were doing, and uh, what they did for a living and such. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, so it's familystories.store. And, um, you know, I was just working on an affiliate program uh, to get other people to be able to sell the sell the products, too. That was my uh, my project for today. And then after this, I'm going to get ready for class tonight. Awesome. Awesome. And we thank you for coming on to the show. We apologize about the interruptions. I, I get the same thing during class. 
So, uh, so this has been Carl Renman with Michael. Um, and so, Michael, if you just want to send me your links um, and we can host them on YouTube and okay. other streaming platforms and, and it'll make that happen. Okay, so uh, so this will be posted on YouTube. That's great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, okay. again, thank you for coming, guys. Uh, and this is Carl and Michael signing out. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.